This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello, and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn. And today, I have the distinct honor of hanging with my soul sister, Barb Pritchard. I just love her. She is the CEO of Infinity Brand Designs is a brand strategist, intuitive designer, and an expert in helping soulful visionaries, change makers, and transformational causes create magnetic brands that harmonize with their passion, purpose, and soul clients. With 20 plus years of strategy and design experience, Barb learned inside strategies to grow Fortune 100 and 500 companies and applies those empathy-first approaches to heart-centered businesses. In her free time, she can be found exploring the world and history. It also turns out she might be found being subject to the whims of her cats. Mm -hmm. I mean... (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I just had to put one out of the room because he's decided to eat the furniture. It's like, (laughs) whatever you want to do, child, (laughs) this is your, this is your realm. (laughs) Right. They're, they're just tolerating us in their space. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, I I know I was on a discovery call with a client and he, all of a sudden, I've never seen him do this before in my life. (laughs) He's, He'll be, he's five years old now and he just jumped up on, like, we have these arch windows that he jumped up on the arch and it was like, <laughs> I've never seen you do this before. Do you need my attention? What are you doing? What do you see up there? I don't, I don't see an animal outside. <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, baby? This is both of my cats are my shadows, but this one is like glued to me I mean it's like this baby has something like I don't know he's interesting they really are I mean yeah we could probably have a whole segment on the quirkiness of our pets especially cats yes Um, ours definitely runs the house and (laughs) he really likes to torment the dogs it's it's quite entertaining He'll hide behind something, and the dogs, who are at least five times his size, walk by. He'll lunge out and like grab their throats and bite them and run away. <laughs> Remember who's boss, okay? Just, just so you know. <laughs> and all the humans just sit back and watch. We're like, look what's going to happen. <laughs> I love it. I do too. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so you have to share, like, what was going on with your kitty cat, Tom, Tommy? Oh, yeah. So um, I'm sure everyone has heard me talk about my son, Anthony. Anthony found Tommy outside. We live in the middle of a huge field. So it's not like a kitten that size should have been anywhere in the field. So Anthony finds him in the stone wall in the hedgerow. 
And he's like, can I keep him? So he's Anthony's cat. And then Anthony was about three when that happened. So when Anthony was about seven, he discovered he had been talking to one of his guides whose name was Thomas. The cat's name is Tommy. And he had the same color hair as the cat. And Anthony was like, mom, how could this be? Do you think, do you think, do you think there's something going on? Like, like when we can't find him and he's, he had been outside and then he's curled up on my bed and nobody let him in. What do you think's going on? <laughs> so many goosebumps for this. Like, like so like massive goosebumps for this. I love this. <laughs> well, and it's so like, like he came at it from such an innocent perspective. Cause I, I nurtured that in him. I'm like, yeah, don't let anybody tell you you're weird. Yes. Like, like <laughs> this is just what we do. <laughs> Thank you for that. Because this, I am a child who had three imaginary friends and it scared the shit out of my mother. I mean, seriously, like, I I don't know the, I don't remember two of them I had. One of them that I know her name is Jennifer and that's all I remember. But like, it sent my mom like through the roof to where she's like, oh my God, I have to get you in school because like a year early, because I don't know what to do with you. I think you have an overactive imagination. Thank God she didn't put me on Ritalin. (laughs) Right. at the time you know to suppress that stuff but I mean at least she didn't do that so but like, thank you for <laughs> fostering this imagination and wonderful and and, and spirituality and goodness so yeah. well done <laughs> absolutely I, I had an imaginary friend also and my mom wasn't real supportive mm-hmm. she called it that talking to dead people shit <laughs> she actually still does mm-hmm yeah and she's she's asked me about it twice mm-hmm. and that's it we start to talk about it and she's like okay nope never mind don't need to know. I'm done I'm good that scares me so I'm done yeah my mother is is uh still scared of it and like anything that I would talk to her about that was woo woo or anything like that she's like let's uh so how about how about them cowboys? I'm in Texas. So of course and she didn't even like football or anything or foosball or whatever she'd call it. So there's nothing she wants to talk about. So like, that's strange and weird and it makes me feel creepy. So I'm just going to change the subject completely. So yeah, I get it. I relate. <laughs> you know, let's just shout out to all the weird kids. <laughs> totally. It's perfect to be weird. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm also like a big nerd mm-hmm. and the etymology of the word weird comes from the same origin as the word wise. <gasps> so I'm like, well, yeah, of course we're weird. Cause we're fucking wise beyond even anyone's capacity to understand. Yes. Oh my God. I love this. I am so going to like tell my husband this and he's going to be like, Oh hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> That is brilliant. I fucking love that. (laughs) That's so So, cool. My older son is not as connected as my younger son. And every now and then he'll accidentally have an instance where he's either communicating with me telepathically or receiving something. So, So we were talking about renting an Airbnb in the town he goes to school in. And he goes, were you looking at the pink one? I looked it up. There are 143 Airbnbs in the town he goes to school in. 
and he knew what one I was looking at. <laughs> and I told him, I'm like, see, you got it too. You just don't want to talk about it. Does it scare him? Is he afraid of it? Um, I think that he is just super laid back. Mm-hmm. And he's also not interested in feeling anyone else's emotions. Oh, okay. So he's like, "Yep, I'm just gonna watch from over here." <laughs> you weird. You, you're my mom's weird. My brother's weird. I'm just gonna witness this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, that is so cool though that he's like, "Oh, oh, dang it! I tapped into it. Didn't mean to." <laughs> Shit. Well, so then I was like, what do you know about the pink one? Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I think it's haunted. I'm like, I want to know more. What, what can you tell me? Like, who can we talk? And he's like, no, mom, we're not doing this. That's not why I told you that. That's not. That's the wrong path. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So let me ask you this. So you had an imaginary friend. Did you find out anything? Have you Have you done any kind of like past life regression or anything? Have you checked that out? Have you, have you looked into that? So I didn't intentionally explore it, but I crossed paths with some of the information about her. I grew up in a house that was a granary about 150 years before we lived there. And my mom's ancestors owned it. We didn't know that her ancestors owned it. Nor did it stay in the family for all of those years. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a familial connection with the with the the little girl whose dad ran the granary. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, it's just like hello, we're related, we're friends. <laughs> yeah, we were friends. Her name was Amy. My name is Jamie. Of course, we were friends. I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That is so cool. Oh, I really wish I could remember. It's like I have a spiritual coach and I think um, this is absolutely one of the things, one of the sessions we're totally going to do together. It's like, I want to know what was up with my past, uh, with my, um, with my imaginary friends. It's like, what, what were they? Were they, were they angels? Were they, are they still with me? Do they, are they like chilling right here? It's just like, what's up, Barb? Hey, what's going on? You know? Right. And maybe they just haven't had a need to come through for couple of years yeah exactly or maybe they do and they're like who I thought was actually Jennifer is somebody like Jewel like there's somebody named Jewel that does come through and it's like I my sweet little innocent mind who was knee high to a grasshopper was just couldn't understand the name Jewel back then it was like no it's really Jewel yeah so right and you know and Jennifer was the most popular name in the 70s and early 80s Uh so it was an easy pick. It totally, it totally <laughs> was. And yeah, I mean, cause I remember, I mean, was I even in preschool then? I don't even, I didn't, I didn't go to preschool, but I mean, I was around kids and I know, I know I had friends that were named Jennifer and of course, eh, you know, but yeah, yeah. But I'd always draw it on the walls and I would draw her and <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I get really upset when I see parents be like, oh, stop pretending. Stop making that up. Like, dude, stop crushing your child's spirit. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. I know. And I will say, I'm, I, like I said, I am, I don't actually, I don't have a relationship with my mother at this point, but I am very grateful to say that at least she didn't crush that like and put put me in on Ritalin at, at the because I mean I'm I was born in 80 so I am a child of the 80s so I mean it was so popular like, oh there's nothing wrong with that kid put him on put him on Ritalin just suppress that spirit you know I mean and I think it's still it obviously still happens today you know just to squash it or you know force religion down their throat or just you know brainwash them in some way and it's like no no don't <laughs> From a parent's perspective, it's hard to find that line of yeah. allowing them to be themselves mm-hmm. and explore who they want to be and who they really are and still live in a functional, operational home with other people. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because, I mean, you have such a budding little human there. I mean, how did you handle that? Especially with you know, you've got one child who's like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really into this. But then you've got another one who's like totally connected. How did you handle that? Well, my older son was super easy. Like he, he was a, an easy baby, a great kid, pretty easy teenager. Um, my younger son was a challenge from conception. Mm-hmm. And he is my perfect mirror. So everything he does that I think about wanting to like strangle him, I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm, what's that touching on for me? Like, where's that trigger come from? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, too? That's also wonderful for you to be able to go, you know what, though? That is totally a reflection on me. Because, I mean, think back to your your parents. Would they think that? I know mine would certainly not be that no. introspective at all. I mean, my dad, my dad, my dad absolutely would. He would have been like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely my kid. I mean, she's totally me <laughs> all well, over. My father and Anthony, that, that kid, ha- he, they bought heads a lot mm-hmm. because my, my father and I were very similar And so Anthony brought it out in him too. And Anthony said to me recently, my dad passed away when Anthony was six or seven. Mm, Um, And Anthony said, you know, pop liked Dominic better and, and Dominic looks like pop and Dominic's named after pop. And I was like, but Anthony, you are pop. Like Mm -hmm. I look at you I can hear you, your mannerisms, like your posture. So it's a little creepy sometimes to <laughs> see me. Cause I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and now I, we're having a, a grandchild this fall. Yay. And I, I said to my husband, I'm like, I'm super excited. It's a boy. I'm just hoping we don't get popped back yet. I'm not <laughs> ready. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Not another one. <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> Need a couple more years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So have you always kind of known that you were, I mean, I would say black sheep, kind of weird. I mean, kind of. Yeah. 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 I've, I've never really fit in mm-hmm. and I've mostly been fine with that. Yeah. Um, I have, I have kind of a weird experience in life. Like I'm super accomplished. I was a division one college basketball player. I graduated magna cum laude, went to law school. Like, like I checked all those boxes that Mm -hmm. really like what they do for me at this point, now that I'm on this side of them. Right. Um, So I was always more interested in my goal or my next objective than fitting in. So it didn't ever bother me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I went to a boarding school in high school and it was, Seriously? the dorm was totally haunted. I thought it was cool. I was yeah. like, yeah, I mean, didn't everybody else see Nellie too? Uh, I thought we all knew about Nellie. <laughs> Turns out that wasn't the case, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was like a normal experience for people. Right. Right. Oh, Oh, I could so relate to that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay. So I'm so glad my husband gets how, <laughs> how wacky I can be. I say wacky. I mean, this is just me, but like, okay, so we're going, we just, I just got back from a trip to to England and we went, we went to the cliffs of Dover and cue the song. Um, <laughs> we went to, Specifically, there's this really cool like underground tunnel there where they like if you ever seen the movie Dunkirk, great movie. And if you like World War II kind of stuff, like I'm such a history nerd, like I just can't stop consuming history. Like, doesn't matter what kind of history, give me world history, any kind of stuff. But so we run down, like, oh my God, Texas is flat, y'all. And like <laughs> it's just true. I was not prepared for this. <laughs> Can I just mention this? I was not prepared. So we run uphill and then we run downhill and then we had to run all the way back uphill to anyway, I, I digress. Anyway, lots of running was great. We had a lot of fun, but at the bottom of the castle of Dover, there is these really cool underground tunnels that where they like completely planned and plotted this operation Dunkirk. Um, actually it's called something else and I completely and just kind of like brain fart Um, and just kind of evacuating everybody, all the French soldiers in, especially the English, the British soldiers, soldiers from the beaches of Dunkirk. And it was really cool. And as soon as we got in there, I'm like, there's a soldier right here. And it wasn't just any soldier. It was like an officer. And I was like, hello, how are you? (laughs) How's it going? And my husband's like, Nobody, and it was funny because nobody would walk or sit to my left. Nobody. It didn't matter. My husband wouldn't, and no straight, nobody else would. It was like, there's somebody here. And it, oh, talking about it, I'm getting goosebumps. It was so Me cool. Too. It was so awesome. And, and it wasn't, there was no malevolence there or anything at all. It was just like, I was being guided by somebody who was like, ma'am, I'm going to show you around. I'm going to show you how it is, you know? Interesting. I wonder- it was so cool. I wonder what about your vibration drew him to you. I yeah, and I wonder that too because and it happens quite often when we go 
different places. Now, I don't feel anybody here in my house. And I think I've got like a barrier up in my home, which is yeah. fine. I'm I'm because I need sleep. But yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you know, but like, I mean, I've been other places and it's like, hello, how y'all doing? I mean, I, <laughs> yep. Oodles <laughs> of you here. Just take, just get in line, please. And let's, we'll talk. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right. Take a number, but you, you you can't come home with me. That's the rule. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, but yeah, that, that particular soldier there, I was just like, wow, it, you're, he was impressive. I mean, it was something, awesome. his presence was really strong. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you have any other cool experiences when you're in England? It, that was really the the big one. Um, and, the, and we were in Canterbury Cathedral and I got a little blip. I got a little blip there. And I, I don't know that it was necessarily um, like the Archbishop of Canterbury or not. I don't know that I want to say that, but there was a blip there. Um, and for those who don't, who may or may not know, the Archbishop of Canterbury was actually like, the, the was it Henry II? was really annoyed with him because I mean they were friends and they was like, you know, I'm into power and um, you know, I'm really kind of annoyed with this guy because he's actually taking this role a little bit a little too seriously. And I really kind of wish somebody would do something about it. And the knights just like went into the cathedral or and just kind of huh. they that's not necessarily what he meant. <clears throat> but you can go see where he that's what we got. And that you can go see where he was martyred. And ooh, hello. Um, you can I kind of got a blip there, but it's been ages. So mm. I don't know if it was just kind of residual or something like that, but it was really kind of interesting, but it wasn't nearly as strong as as that soldier. Now, when I go when I went to Rome and I go to, Rome calls me. Rome There's something there. Uh-huh. Rome calls me. Um specifically the uh, Roman forum. And anytime I see a bust of Caesar, my God, my heart just, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I was a lover of his in a past life. Like I had a past life regression and I was somebody very important to him. That's really life. cool. Um, uh-huh. So like, not often, just in conversation, do the guides like download this to me, but they're they're showing you like being spirited away through the catacombs. Oh. And like you're you're fleeing some kind of danger, and there are guards with you who are trying to get you to safety. Hmm. That that makes sense. And I, I wonder, and I um I think like his his last wife. That's kind of what keeps coming up for me. Like his, mm. his last wife was very young, like 17 years old and madly in love with him. Um, and they had a fairly decent, I mean, of course he cheated on her left and right. I mean, hello, um, <laughs> Cleopatra. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, that's just kind of, but she tried to warn him uh, about, you know, being murdered and he was like no i'm i'm fine but then brutus was kind of like yo yeah gonna talk him into going to you know the senate that day and totally did and that's when he was murdered but um 
my husband and I, the first time we ever went to Europe in 2017, we went to went to the, the Colosseum. And then part as part of the ticket, when you go to the Colosseum, you can go to the Roman Forum. And we didn't know that. We're like, oh, this is so cool. And we sat there and people watching. And I'm just kind of like, I'm vibrating. And this was really, truly before I really owned my spiritual, all of my spiritualness, um, like all of it. But I was like, there's something about this place. I just, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. He was like, yeah, really? This is so, this is cool. He's so open-minded. This man, this husband of mine, he's just amazing. Just, ah, he's great. Um, Yeah. I mean, he has to be cool to be married to you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. (laughs) He's just, he's so supportive in, in every, every way. I mean, my God, this man is just amazing. Cause he's like, he believes in me in times when I just, oh man, that's how it Aww. should be, you know, but it was yeah. so funny because like, I mean, you, you go to the, the Trevi fountain and, you know, you do the whole like throw a coin behind your back and you're going to go. And I was like, it's going to work. And it did. You, <laughs> you took the whole myth or legend is you, you throw a coin and it's going to bring you back within the year. And it sure enough, it did. And then the next year we came back for our honeymoon and um, we sat there again. And I was like, I've been here before, like, not, not like last year. I was like, I've been here before in a past life. And I know that that right there, Caesar walked here and I walked with him. And my husband was like, not looking at me like I'm nuts. And he's like, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Is he on on his own journey? He is. He's a lot more quiet about it. Like, it's like, you know, when we go on ours, they come with us, but um, he, he's like, he knows that there's a, he understands and appreciates that there is definitely something greater than us, but he just, he's more of an observer. I like, he's yeah. not as connected, you know, but he's like very open-minded to things. So he's just kind of like, I'm here and I accept, I'm watching you going through this. So, you know, I, I kind of cracked my husband open because he grew up in a very strict Lutheran household mm. and in walks this woman who's like, dude, why do you think that? Just because <laughs> Nana told you? Yeah. Well, I don't know how Nana would know. Let's explore that. So I, I created this questioning and curiosity in him mm-hmm. that has led to some really cool awarenesses. Like yeah. he's still not, he's, not interested in letting go of of what he has learned in this incarnation but mm-hmm. he's open to learning more that definitely yeah like he he loves history like that was one of the many things that he and I connected on but one of the books um that he <laughs> keeps on his nightstand is um like the the fall of Christian, like the fall of the Western mind or something along those lines. In fact, I've got it on um, audible. I need to, I need to listen to it again, but it's, um, I totally butchered the name of that, but it's basically how Christianity just kind of like our minds and, 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 you know, we really kind of need to open up to other ideas and things like that. So he's really, really open-minded about things and he does not come from a Christian, like, like he's kind of raised like I was in the fact that, they didn't really go to church. There was not like, I mean, yeah, we're in the Bible belt, but you know, we didn't, we, neither of us were like had Christianity or church crammed down our throats or anything. Um, 
if I, I don't know that I can speak for him in this, but like <laughs> my sister who's 10 years older than me, like she had it crammed on her throat. Mm-hmm. And I think my mother saw the impact of that and was like, Oh, I'm not going to do that to you. So you're not going to get anything. So <laughs> good luck. You'll figure it out. Yeah. In fact, I remember, um, I was like, I think it was a junior in high school and I was in like Alps and honors and all of this stuff. And we had to compare some book with the book of Genesis and I'm not a dummy. I'm really not. I couldn't freaking read the book of Genesis. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit, mom? (laughs) What the hell is this? What? I had to drop that class. (laughs) I had to drop it. I was like, I can't, I, you know what? Forget it. So I went down to like honors English and I was like, okay, I got this. Let me just read some Edgar Allan Poe and be happy. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I had fun in that English class. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so speaking of cool history, I live in an area where Marie Antoinette sent scouts out to create a, like a, a, a village where she was going to seek asylum. Ooh. And, you know, then she never quite got here. Yeah, but <laughs> has a role and stuff, you know. <laughs> you know. So my dad played on that farm when he was a little boy. Like his best friend's family lived there. So I always felt super connected to it. Yeah. So I met this writer who lives in France. And I was super excited because I'd get to like brush off my three-year-old level French. And... <laughs> I started telling her about this and she goes, here, we don't really like Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, but this is my only connection. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, never mind. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so funny. Why did she have to gut punch you? What, let me just, can we focus on that? Why did she have to just like? Ugh. I think she was trying to protect me from. She was from she telling was. anybody else what my, my excitement. <laughs> she was. She was. That's funny. Oh my god, that actually makes me think of too. Because we went to the beaches of Normandy. Oh, smackety jackety! You want to feel some powerful stuff there, mm, man? Yeah. Um, I actually was in France for the 50th commemoration of D-Day. <gasps> What did you feel? uh, Well, I was only 16. So I was like completely overwhelmed. Yeah. Questioning my sanity. Like (laughs) pretty sure that I was going to the state hospital when I got home. Because I was like, this is crazy shit. (laughs) Oh my God. You didn't have any. Did you wait? Let me before I even just assume, because let's not do that. Did you have any support at that time for this? Oh no. What you were going through? Of course you didn't. No. Oh my God. No, like teenage angst, hormones, yeah. foreign country, and dead people. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was quite the excursion. <laughs> oh my, that was heavy anyway to go. because I mean, you can't go walk on any of those beaches and not feel the heaviness. I don't care if you're spiritually aligned or not. You feel the power of yeah. what happened there. And then... Oh my God, Jamie. 
Wow. Yeah, well, you know, you I know, figured it out. You did. Thank goodness. 30 years later. <laughs> There's something about the 40s that you just like, you know what? I get it now. <laughs> yep. Thank goodness. Oh, man. So Good. before we wrap up, tell everybody a little bit about where what they can learn about you, where they can find you. What you shared with the world. You know, come hang out with me at infinitybrand.design. Um, you can, <laughs> I teach branding goodness. And actually I work one-on-one with clients because I feel like, I feel like your brand is so, so vital, especially for soulful entrepreneurs, because we, we are out here changing the world. I mean, Seriously, I mean, there's, it's so hard to get our message out there and lock arms with others to heal the world, right? And your brand is so freaking important. And it's, it's the super powerful vehicle to do it. You, you've got visuals, you got your messaging and all of that. And you are a representative, representative of that in every thing that your clients come in, you know, interact with in your brand or in your business, that's you, that's your brand. So um, it needs to be able to you represent you and, you know, speak directly to that sole client. So come hang out with me at infinitybrand.design, or you can go to infinitybranddesign.com. Um, same thing. It'll, it'll go to the same place. And uh, I'm also on Facebook, um, infinity, you know, infinity brand design. You can come check that out. And, um, I've got a bunch of freebies on my website. You can come check out too. If you're looking for help with your website, with your brand and sales pages, cause you don't have to do it by yourself. Let's lock arms together and let's, let's learn. That feels like such a weight of relief, just leaving when you say you don't have to do it yourself. Like, Oh, Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> Let's lock ours, my friends. <laughs> yes. We will include links to Barb's website and her social media and her freebie. So you can check her out and learn more about the magic that she brings to the world. Thanks for chatting with me today. It's always fun. Thanks for having me. I enjoy our time together, Jamie. It's so much fun. Thanks everyone for listening and I'll see you next week on witches, bitches, and dead people. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to witches, bitches, and dead people with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple podcasts or wherever you listen in. 